Monday morning, you're with Early Edition on News Talk ZB. Well, how are you holding up there, Auckland? As the meme says, what a year last week has been. A level four lockdown, an escapee from MIQ, flooding in West Auckland and a terrorist attack. I mean, you wouldn't read about it, except that we have. How's everyone's nerves? I have so many questions. Why was someone on a terror watch list out in the community? Why was someone known to the PM at the highest level of office as a serious threat to Kiwis and yet the law was never changed to get him in jail? Why, after Christchurch, has nothing been learned? Why wasn't this aspect of the terror laws tightened up? Why did they not act faster to fix the legal loopholes? Why did police wait for him to not just grab a knife but then go on and stab six people before shooting him? Can we believe in a socially distanced supermarket that he was able to stab one person every 10 seconds? Six people in 60 seconds, really? How much has been spent on surveillance of this guy 24-7 for the past five years? Reports of up to 30 people surveying him. That bill must be enormous. How do you justify that amount of money and manpower when you could have just changed the law? Why, after he was released from jail and ordered to attend rehabilitative services and never did, why was that not followed up? How many dangerous prisoners are released from jail, ordered to do rehabilitation programs and never do? Why did he never undertake the psychological assessment? He was ordered to by the courts. How many people get ordered to do these and never do? Whose job is it to follow up on this stuff? What is the point in ordering people on terror watch lists to do anything if no one's going to bother following it up and making sure it happens? How was he able to keep buying large hunting knives from specialist shops? Why is someone who commits violent offences allowed to keep their New Zealand citizenship? Why wasn't he stripped of that sooner? How did Immigration New Zealand not have a system in place to vet his fraudulent refugee application at the time. How many fraudulent refugee applications are there? Why did the government spend so many years waiting for advice? How much did those housing him in the mosque know about his motives and intentions? How does the police commissioner justify his confidence that police did everything they could to prevent what happened? Why did he say there was nothing to prevent him from being in the community when the guy was on a terror watch list and a known violent offender and ISIS sympathiser. Is that, is that not enough justification to keep someone out of the community? Since the Christchurch attack, the government has had one job, secure the terror laws to keep Kiwis safe. They knew about this man, they knew about the potential for violence and terror, and yet again, they've been caught napping. Seeking advice for years is not good enough. When will this government learn? Actions speak louder than words. Hawksby.